Hi, Eric. Hi, Maya. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I think we're both a little bit tired, but that's okay. We ha- Look, I'm just going to tell you, we have a toddler who's <laughs> sleep trained, and he has, yeah. the past couple weeks, decided that he is going to just scream for two hours every night after we yeah. put him in bed. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty freaking exhausted. He also woke up at like 6 a.m. this morning. Yeah. If you're young, I know you can't fathom someone screaming at you for two hours at night and then waking you up at 6 a.m., but that's every day, man. That's yeah. it. So enjoy your life. But you're not going to because youth is wasted on the young. So I'll see you here in about 10 years. Yeah. Well, that was dark. Um, (laughs) I hope everybody's having a nice time. And don't think about our kid or any kids because they all suck. And just enjoy your life. Just don't think about them. Yeah. Anyway, this is going to be an Eric-led episode because I'm too tired to care about Big Brother much. But for some reason, that's everyone's favorite kind of episode anyway. So we'll just go with it. Well, I am feeling very passionate about the current situation. You are? Big Brother, yeah. Oh, okay. Let's recap what this is the part of the show where the episode where Eric tries to remember what happened this week. So first, Riley was doing um, her confessional interview things in a like bikini top. But then in later in the episode, she switched to these blue leggings, which I think um, was an interesting choice that I appreciated. Um, And that is all I remember from the last episode. Okay, what happened this week in I, the game? I don't know. I mean, I know she's going home, Oh, right? my God. Okay, so Hysom won HOH. I'm joking. Hysom, who is just a little too much for me. Slightly insufferable. Do not appreciate his attitude, you know? Maybe chill out the attitude a little bit. He's just like... He's playing really hard, and he's never fun. He's like, he takes himself so seriously. Yes. Yeah. and I, And that's the one type of personality that just like... Does not work. Yeah. Have some fun, man. You're on a dumb TV show. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so and yeah. He is a little <clears throat> condescending to people. To everyone. He thinks he's like, you know, making these Machiavellian choices. He's toast. He's out of here. But it makes sense that he's coming after Riley because she had all the power. Yeah, yeah. She did like very obnoxiously form and flaunt an alliance with all the, like, yeah. it, I get it. I yeah. get why people are coming totally. after her. It's more his, the way he went about it. I was joking before. She is toast and deserves to be because (laughs) she just, you know. She's also, I have to say, we saw last week when she was HOH, she did crumble a little bit under the pressure. So it's like, she's not, I think she's a strong, I think she, she's like, she's got the right intentions and she's got the right ideas, but she's not, you know. I think she's going to do great on the next eight seasons of the challenge. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Um, so she's on the block with Cameron. Yeah. Who I would love to go home because I yeah. cannot stand that dude. Yeah. And then who won the veto yesterday? Um, Heisen. Yeah. Yeah. Who also needs to cool it with winning challenges because yeah. the second he does it, he's in big trouble. Yeah. That was a and and it was a, it was a real um, tease because it before he won, everybody who was competing for the veto was like. From the other him. side of the yeah. house. It was him against five people. Yeah, it did feel like there might be a little bit of an upset, but uh, not quite. <laughs> uh, and we should also just mention that did not seem like a super deaf-friendly competition, the veto. Yes. It's a bit unclear what's going on there. Yeah. I think it's, it is strange to have a deaf cast member and then have one of the challenges be like listening. Very Sound effect based. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, he got through it. 
presumably. Yeah. Well, I was telling you yesterday, I have a theory that usually they show all the times and they only showed the top three. And I think that's because they didn't want to show how long it actually took him to do the comp. Yeah. And we're not, we're not haters. I am hearing impaired. And so totally. And, that's where, and, and yeah. so I, I am uniquely sensitive to this and also, um, watching it very closely because I think it is, uh, for a game that is like really based on sort of listening and talking, um, a unique challenge for someone who is, uh, hearing impaired. And I did, I read a thing about, um, some of the things that they did in the house to make it work for him. Mm -hmm. And they're like, in the diary room, they wanted to make the audio, because he's not completely deaf, he has a hearing aid, but it yeah. sounds like certain tones he can hear better, um, and probably at certain vol- volumes and stuff, but um, they wanted to make it louder for him, but wanted to make sure that he had still had privacy in there, so they developed this like cone thing that like is right above his head, and mm. they tested like 12 different voices and figured out which one worked best for him. Oh, so they are doing some, th- and they, they worked with his audiologist to like figure oh, cool. out some of the things. Yeah. Um, I, I do wish they were like talking about it a little more on the show because it's like anytime that you're doing representation, it's like really do that. Like let him tell his story. <clears throat> let yeah. him talk about the experience. It's a little bit of an elephant in the room, especially like in the, in the case where there's a challenge that is hearing based. Right. Just talk about it. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, I think the feeds were down for like 19 hours, like during and after that competition. So that's why I think something sketchy happened with the veto. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, weird stuff. Um, what else? Okay. So then he won the H, the veto kept noms the same. Um, yeah trying to decide if I want to tell you any of the stuff I heard that went on since then. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Okay, we'll just watch the app. Yeah. Um, We did get some voice messages. Okay. There may or may not, I don't know if there's any spoilers in there, but we can take a listen and see what happens. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. If somebody wants to give me a spoiler, that's fine. Just not me. Just not you. Okay. Hi, Eric and Maya. So I just finished Sunday's episode, and Eric, I think I have a new job for you. Next year, you should apply to be the Nether Gorgon. So... I do think that Jared could have handled the whole thing with choosing to send someone a little bit better. Um, I think he did the best thing to get the least amount of blood on his hands. Um, But in terms of kind of trying to keep good relationships, I think the best thing he could have done was to just go up to Hysim and be honest and just be like, hey... I know you're gunning for Riley. I totally understand that. But she did save me last week. I feel like I owe her. I can try and help you in the veto competition. But I feel like I need to send her because she saved me last week. It's just my two cents. Let me know what you guys think. I hope you're having a great week. Love you. Bye. Okay, first of all, Eric, reactions. Are you going to sign up to be the Nether Gorgon next year? I would love to. I'm honestly a little insulted they didn't think of you first for this year. I think I would be amazing at it. You're tall. Yes. You have a deep voice. Yes. You're great at physical comedy. Yes. What else are they looking for? I don't know. They don't even need a guy on stilts. They could just put a cape on you and even you're good. Even when they did the whole the whole thing where everybody was hiding and he was chasing them around. Yeah. I was like, I love that set. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I feel like I would I would be at home there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you should build. We have some some land, and I yeah. think you should re- recreate that set. Okay, dress up as the Nether Gorgon. That's what we'll do for Halloween. Julie Chen Moonves. I know you listen to this. <laughs> I am willing to offer you a full acre of our property. Oh, to rebuild that set. You can. You, we can build whatever. Do you think sort Julie's of... in charge of building the sets? I thought she's in charge of Big Brother. <laughs>
Is she not? I thought she was the big brother. <laughs> Is she not in charge of everything? <laughs> I assume that when the guy's speaking, you know, the guy who's like, big brother. That's just her like speaking into a microphone with like a voice changing thing. She does everything. Yeah. She's the camera guy. No, she has people who work for her to do that okay. stuff, but she's the puppet she's master. The, right, right, right. You know? Speaking yeah, she, of puppet masters. Yeah. Hyson. Yeah. Something that I wanted to mention before. I think that his downfall is already, it's already written because he thinks he's this great puppet master who like knows what's happening. But then at the veto, he came out and told everyone that he's the puppet master and told them what to do. Yeah. That's not, not like that. That is not how a puppet master operates. of a puppet master. Exactly. <laughs> Can we talk about Brooke's message? Because what she said is the exact thing I was yelling at you yes, during the episode yes. yesterday. Like literally word for word. Yes. Brooke yeah. and I are extremely aligned. Yeah. We're like, you know, great minds think alike. Yeah. But I was saying the same thing. Jared just, I don't think he knows how to play the game, but that's exactly what you do. The wrong thing to do is just say, well, the HOH won't let me do it, so I can't do it. That's not strategic. Yeah. Jag actually was trying, I don't know if you saw this part, but he was trying to convince Heisem about like who should play in the, um, or who he should send to, to not play in the thing, whatever it was. Mm. Um, and he worked up this whole thing where he was like, I'm going to send whoever, I don't even remember who it was, like not red, I'm going to send this person because they're aligned with whoever. Um, and Heisem didn't want to do that, but that's what you do. So Jared should have just said, I totally agree. He had an excuse. He could have done the right thing for his alliance. Yeah. And not, ha- and Heisem would have understood. And Heisem didn't like that he sent Jag anyway. Yeah, so that was didn't a even lose, help lose. Him. Yeah, not good, not good. Um, does Jag still get to vote in the eviction? He does. I don't know. I think he was just safe. I don't think he, he's excluded from voting. Um, Brooke, you totally get me. And when Brooke is on Big Brother, she's going to make it. She, she's going to be like an Ian. She's going to know everything that's going on. She's going to get to final two. She's going to win. Nobody's going to see her coming. She's going to see it all. She's going to be the, the brain of an Ian in the body of a Paul. You know? The brains and the body. And like the strategic thinking of Sari. Yeah. We were just saying, sees everything going on. Yeah, and the and the out of the box thinking of a Kevin. Yeah, she'll wrap herself in. Brooke, if there's Brooke, one tip, <laughs> I beg of you, Brooke, please, if you ever get to go on Big Brother, please wrap yourself in Saran wrap when you sleep, and pretend that'll be your secret just, nod to Eric. That will be your secret nod to me, and just <laughs> I I I want that so bad. Actually, anyone who's listening. If you listen to this podcast, if you get on Big Brother. Ever since you saw Kevin season, you, you're just watching, hoping someone will wrap. It's the, cra- it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyone out there who's listening, if you get on the show, do it. And I'll know you're speaking directly to me. And then I can die completely fulfilled. What if for your, what if for your birthday, I secretly go to sleep in Saran Wrap? And then I can wake you up in the morning. Um, I think Julie Chen Moonvest has to be involved. And- <laughs> Didn't I, have I gotten her to send you a birthday? Uh, no. I only got Dr. Pimple Popper. Is Paul on Cameo? I feel like I've looked for him and he's not, but oh, okay. I'll, I'll check again this year. Um, if is anyone Kevin else wants cameo? to send Eric a Cameo, his birthday is <laughs> December 23rd. Okay. Yeah. We have more messages. Okay. Hi, my and Eric. It's Michael. So, um, I, I am calling in. Hi. Um, it is literally like, Wait, I feel like that wasn't like enough of like a hi, hi everyone. Um, it was great to hear you guys again. Um, I hope everyone's doing great. 
Okay, on to Big Brother. Because the eviction is literally two hours. I'm recording this at like seven o'clock on Thursday. Um, literally, this is okay. First off, I love the season, and also I'm so Team America. Thank you, because she is literally the it girl. Like she is laying low, but people aren't targeting her, and she's not floating. Like she's actually playing the game, and like people enjoy her presence. Anyways, this week, so Riley's gonna go home tonight, whatever. But Sari literally, like two days ago, flipped the whole vote and was like, "Let's take out Cameron and keep Riley, so she can target Hysum." But then, wait, I'm gonna run out of time. But she was like, "I'm gonna okay," and then let's flip it. Wait, oh my god, okay, let me send another voice memo. Okay, hi again. Okay. Continuing on, so Sari literally flipped the vote and was like, let's keep Riley and take out Cameron. And then she was like, her and Izzy were like, actually, never mind, let's take out Riley. And so then they're now flipping the vote back. But the issue is that, like, you can't just be doing that. Like, it's going to flip back and Riley's going home. But this is so bad for Sari's game. Like, I would expect better from Sari, but like I think she's forgetting this is a long-term game and it's not like survivor like she's used to short-term game like a 30-day survivor game but like you're playing big brother girl you're in here for a hundred days like you have to have a lot of damage control going on and she's lying to Riley saying that Riley you're safe you're safe you're safe meanwhile like I don't think she realizes that like we're pre-jury and that like she Riley's gonna go home like she's not like coming back in and like gonna be like team Sari like oh my god I'm gonna run out of time again anyways this is okay I'm just gonna send another one I'm so sorry Okay, sorry for sending so many. Lastly, so now Sari, this hurt her game a lot. Like, this is going to be really bad for her, but I'm sure she'll be able to come back because she's Sari. But, um, so now it's this weird dynamic because, like, I don't know why she did that because now, like, Cameron's going to find out eventually that this vote was flip-flopping back and forth and he's going to be like, wow, Sari was so fine taking me out. And then he's going to be like, okay, well, I'm targeting Sari when, like, it could have, that, that could have just not been the case. Um, and if she saved Riley, because she literally had the whole house flipped to save Riley, um, then Riley could stay and work with Sari, and she could have taken Riley from that side of the house. Potentially, who knows what Riley would do. But anyways, Riley's so much better television. Like, I want to see the Heisem-Riley rivalry, like, play out, rather than just, like, Heisem take out Riley week two. Anyways, hope everyone has a, a great night. It has been such a fun season so far, and it's literally week two. Okay, goodbye, all. Michael, it is literally the highlight of my life that you have <laughs> called back in and participated in this show again. We really missed Michael last week. Um, I agree 100% with everything that you just said. Well, you also had no idea about the flipping bag. This is the first well, time you're I, I, I didn't Don't know yell because our toddler oh, just I'm fell sorry. asleep. Oh, my God. If you wake him up, he's yours. Michael, if I wake up our toddler because of you, <laughs> you're dead to me. Do you understand? <laughs> um, I... So I did not know about the flip-flopping back and forth, but I had a slight suspicion that Sari was playing a little too, like, mm-hmm. hard right out of the gate. Like, And like, Jared said that to her. He said, you have to stop playing like this is Survivor. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I Because I, I sensed that she was sort of like, like, yeah, playing super hard and fast, like, 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 because in Survivor, all you have to do is make it to the next yeah, yeah. elimination or whatever yeah. they call it there. Yeah, Michael is dead on with that. Like, it's it's a much longer game. And um, Speaking of Survivor, by the way, before we go and watch the episode, Brooke also called in with a very helpful summary of how Sari yes. played and lost four times on Survivor. Yeah, so we'll yeah. throw that in here, too. Yeah. Because we do not know how Survivor works. Yeah. Also, Harris, um, when you said that you were... We uh, haven't played that one yet. Oh.
<laughs> so I shouldn't I shouldn't address. Okay, Harris. You can. I'm, Harris, I'm glad you're on you board. You can say you're about to hear. Yeah. Well, you, well, you're about to hear. Uh, you know, Harris shout from the background uh, uh, about something. And I actually then, can't remember which message that was in. I think yeah. that's the one we're going to save for the end as an outtake. Yeah. It's it's going to be in there somewhere. But <laughs> Harris is still in the mix, and I'm I'm happy about that. <laughs> And then he said he was going to work. And when he yelled and said he was going to work, I imagined him like stomping out of the house wearing like a jumpsuit, you know, and like climbing into a tow truck or something. But apparently he's just like walking down the hallway and working from home. Yeah. And I was disappointed about that a little bit. Yeah. Let's go back to Michael's message. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cerise playing too hard. She's playing like yeah. a survivor. Um, much like all of the uh, diesel truck driving neighbors we have, Michael loves America. <laughs> was that good? Was that a good that little... Was, that was that a good... Was a little hard to follow, but okay. Okay. Um, yeah, the internet is in love with America too. I don't get it. I think she's... Fine. She seems like a floater to me, but also I know nothing about this game. I will say there's a lot going on in the live feeds that we're not seeing in the show. And that's okay. the biggest complaint I keep seeing um, on the internet is like, Izzy, huge character in the house. Felicia, huge character in the house. We're not seeing those people at all yeah, on the true, show. True. So I think there's a lot we don't know. So maybe America is amazing. And Mimi too. Nicole, everybody's like, she's hilarious. She's all over the feeds. Oh. Haven't seen her on the show at yeah. all. So I'm looking forward to seeing more from those people. Um what were we saying? Um, this is a good podcast that we don't edit, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> this hey, is just raw. Hey, we're all friends here. <laughs> uh, um, no, I, I'm, uh, you know, there were some spoilers packed America, in there. America, that was but the point, yeah. Yeah, America, she seems... God bless her. God bless her. Did you she see seemed, what I did there? That's good. That was good. That was, that good. was a subtle yeah. one. Um, that's what they come for, you know? America. They, 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 no, no, the people come to the show for our uh, um, wordplay yeah. and then they stay for the um, insightful breakdown of each Yes, episode. yes, the crystal clear memory of what <laughs> happened week by week. Um, okay, let's pop in Brooke's explanation of Surreon Survivor. Yes. So people like us who haven't watched Survivor yep. can understand where she came from. Yep. Michael, Mikey, Mike, we're so happy you're back. You're a, you're an, you're a treat. Just what a little chef's kiss. <laughs> what a perfect little angel. Yes. Welcome back. Um, Michael and I were also DMing right um, before excuse this. Excuse me? Sometimes we talk without you. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I know what's going on throughout the week and you don't. I mean, it's something right. to talk it's, it's about. Right. It's good. It's good. Leave me. Leave, yeah. Leave me. Leave you me don't in like the, to hear the spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Michael is very bullish on this season. Okay. He's very excited. He thinks it's a great cast. And I said, yeah, but except for Heisem, right? And he said, even Heisem, perfect villain. And he's not wrong. That is true. I think he's a little too villainous right up front. I feel like he's going to get no, taken No, it gives out. us someone to hate. Yeah. Collectively. It's like a good... But you, I sort of like, I like that hate to simmer, you know? Yeah. I like to figure out who I got to hate. I'm sure you'll have more chances. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For the love of God, let's watch the episode and eat okay. our dinner. Let's do it. Okay. All right. All right, I'm back. I have been training for this moment my entire life. You guys have asked for a rundown on Sari, and I have it for you. So <laughs> Harris is very excited. 
So her first season, she went out in fire making, which is the tiebreaker challenge. She unfortunately did not make fire the fastest, so she was eliminated. The second season, she was eliminated at final three. It was going to be final two, and the person that chose who to go with them thought that they could not beat Sari at the end, so they didn't pick her. The second, uh, sorry, the third uh, time she played, she was uh, voted out because she was basically just a threat and people were scared of her. The fourth time, she spent the whole season not getting any votes against her whatsoever and went out because every single person in the vote had an idol or had an advantage. Wow, okay. Maya. Yeah. Upon learning... You can't take a big pause. People are mm. listening to the podcast. Okay. I, I apologize for everybody. Just... Um, upon learning of the death of both his mother and wife, Theodore Roosevelt wrote in his <laughs> journal, the light has gone out of my life. Yeah. I didn't think I would ever understand what mm. that felt like. Mm-hmm. But in this moment, I do. Riley is gone. <laughs> she exited with poise and class. Very classy. Um, skin tight dress. An exceptional skin tight <laughs> dress. Um, sitting across from um, Julie. Ch <laughs> the countenance of Julie Chen Moonbeams. <laughs> they could only be described as shocked uh, a, a a surprised scarecrow of some kind um i am destroyed what's that quote from um oppenheimer is that what that movie's called uh yeah yeah uh, i am become destroyer of worlds <laughs> This is your no, origin that's, story. No, that's that's um, that's Heisum right now. Yeah. He, um, it's really tough times right now. Okay. Things well, here's what I would bad. like to say. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I don't really understand why they didn't do the flip. Yes. Right? So they were like, well, I, I love that everyone wants to get Heisum out next week. I think that's great. Yeah, but it's not going to happen because... It might happen, no but he'll probably, he'll probably win the veto. That's the thing. But On Big it, Brother US, it, no one organizes that way. Okay. Um, but their thing was like, the reason not to flip is um, we don't want him to be on a high alert. He can't compete for HOH. Mm -hmm. He's going to go hard in the veto anyway. Yeah. And they could have kept a strong competitor in the house mm -hmm. to help them. Mm -hmm. And she was going to go hard against him. And also he was probably going to stay focused on her if she didn't go yeah. out. So I don't really get that. It was just the wrong move all across the too board. Too early. I think it's like every too, big big move too early. The second thing I would like to say is that when you come into the Big Brother house, I think they should say, here are the rules of eviction. Do not vote with the house. Vote with your heart. If you give a shout out, you are eliminated immediately. <laughs> yeah. I had a third one, but I forget it. So... Uh... Similarly, I, I am deeply disappointed by all of, like, this whole episode. Here's the thing, just... because when you vote with the House, there's no chance of a swing vote. 
if the if the handful her alliance had all voted for her and they had worked on Sari, yeah. I think they could have gotten there. Yeah. Or like work on everybody else and one of them might throw a random vote or pretend you're all going to vote against her and then somebody might throw a random vote. Yeah. Which by the way nobody does anymore and that was so awesome when people used to do that and they would spend weeks trying to figure out who who threw the random vote. Listen. I know that most people who listen to this episode or this podcast are going to disagree with me because they're going to have like a much like broader understanding of like game strategy and stuff. But I think that if you voting unanimously is always a loser move. But here's the problem. I was thinking about this because they're all in there trying to win whatever it is now. 750 K. Yeah. They don't care if we're entertained. Right. They're trying to protect their own games. Right. So if you were in the house, I don't know that you would be brave enough to go against the house because then everybody would be looking for like, who's the scapegoat who voted the other way? Because it's like, what's that, um, uh, Shirley, what's that short story where they throw rocks at the people? Oh, the lottery. By Shirley Temple. It is something with a T, isn't it? Shirley, no, it's not. Mm. Maybe our teenage listeners remember this because they read it in school. Shirley but Jackson? Shirley Jackson. Okay. It's like that where you're, you're all friends and neighbors, but everybody has to look for somebody <laughs> to throw rocks at. Well, that's literally the game, Maya. That's what I'm saying. That's why people are afraid to go against the house. But they used to cast people who were like, like what's her name's dad? Someone's dad? Yeah, what's that guy's name? Brooke will know who I mean and Michael... What's her name's dad? Now I'm just thinking of all women's dads. His name is like Evil... Knievel. Dick? Evil Dick? I think that's his name. There was a guy named Evil Dick (laughs) on this show? And he was the dad of... um, She was on a couple seasons ago. Oh my God, I forget I her name. No idea what the hell. Anyway, the point is, they used to cast these people who would just yeah. throw rogue votes for fun. So that's what I was thinking. Just it, go on and be entertaining because you'll get AFP, you'll get brought back for another season. The chances are so low of one in sixteen of you winning yeah. anyway. Be entertaining. If you so you're, you're, I understand what you're saying. Like they're not worried about entertaining. They're not incentivized, people. right? Well, right now. That's interesting that you say that because don't you think that they are incentivized to entertain now? Because they want to be on the challenge. Right. There is a pipeline to stay on TV. You I think they would like both. I think they would like to win money and then right. be on the challenge. I think maybe people should start taking the long view here. And but they're doing, they're all big personalities, but they're not making big moves. Yeah. That's not, what they're incentivized they're, to do. They're not great personalities. I know. So, so I think, so, all right. Because you understand the game, and I will—I refuse to think about it for more than a second. If everyone's voting the same all the time, right? Yeah. And that's been my complaint, you know, historically on this podcast. It's just not interesting. It's just so boring. Yeah. Like, like, what if somebody went on the show and they and they they didn't become a puppet master like Heisen, right? They didn't get like super involved, but they just always voted. Yes, against there, there what's used going to on. be people who did that. That would be, I would love that person. I know. Like if, and you, just be like, when, so, when Sari comes to you and is like, all right, we're voting her out, be like, oh my God, yes. Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you vote and against. And the next week, be like, who did this? Yeah, that would be me. I would love to do that. You're not a very good liar, though. Oh, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be, I, I want that person. I know. 
Oh my God, that would make the show so fun. You remember that one season of Canadian Big Brother that we watched? Yeah, last year. It was so good. No. Two years ago. Two years ago. God, it was so good. And then we heard that the most recent season was kind of problematic. Okay. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say is um, there was a lot of speculation about, like, there's this multiverse thing, right? Yeah. There's the scary verse and the scramble verse. And everyone was like, they could just turn on the scramble verse and be like, oops, whoever got voted out didn't go home today. Uh-huh. The problem with that is they can't have the producers actively meddling because right now they're close. They're like kind of doing that. Yeah. If they start clearly doing that, then the game's over. Then there's nothing. <laughs> Oops, we're in the scramble verse. Pysum's <laughs> dead. That's, that's the scary verse. He has to get dragged Whoops. to the nether region. <laughs> Oopsie. So wacky. <laughs> um, to be clear, we don't wish death on anyone. No. You're making a joke about the nether region. Yeah. Um, but my point is, they can't do that. And I think the the cure for that is they need to go back to the game that used to be more random, where it was like, the, you know, whoever gets the first thing gets to like do this. And it's said up front before yeah. the thing happens. And then it could be anyone who wins it. And then you don't know what's going to happen. Right now, it's so... Like, the stuff is so stupid, and the things are so staged. Like, there's so much control over there's who just, can... There's too many established tropes on this show. That's really what it's all about. I think, like, people start on day one being like, okay, who's the showmance? Who's exactly, the alliance? Exactly, exactly. It's not random anymore. The, nothing is random. There's no random interactions. And that's what it used to be. And that's what was so... And on BB... On Canada, BB10, whatever it was, BB Can 10, it yeah. felt truly random. It was like, it was not clear who the showman's was going to yeah. be or who was going to win. And it's... I, I That that really gets at the core of what is disappointing yes, but about this show. We're not me. here to complain. Hey, I'm all but in, I'm just... That's right? my suggestion. Harris... Harris is not all in. He's the one. Is Har- this Harris's fault? No, no. I'm all in. Harris is bringing up the dissenting voice. You know, he's he's doing my my bit. You know, I'm all in. I'm here. I'm, I told you. This is my, okay, I'm going great. all in. I'm going to go to sleep. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom to leave us with? And then um, after this, I'm going to throw in a little fun outtake for everyone. Oh, great. Um I, so I want to. I feel like I want to do a Julie Chen moon vest. Yeah, like, don't kind of, say it. You're ru- just you're ruining it. Just say the thing casually, like Julie does. If I didn't say that I was trying to do a Julie Chen moon vest thing, and I just said it, people would think I had brain damage. <laughs> what was the thing she said today? She was like, "Be kind to each other." Yeah, that's what I wanted you mm-hmm. to just do subtly. Oh, okay. Um, hey, don't headbutt anybody today. Is that good? It's so much less funny because you explained what you were doing. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, now I feel ridiculous sitting here with my hair all teased out and a pony (laughs) on the top of my head. You know? I got all dressed up for this, and then you yell at me? In In your nude pants and, like, I don't even know what to call it, like, sea green blazer? Yeah. Well, Julie and I sync up our outfits for the show, and anyway, um, you know, listen, uh, listen, folks, <laughs> brush your teeth. See, that was Is good. that good? Yeah. Okay. 
All right, this is the last one for now, I promise. That's why. <laughs> Eric, you asked for it. Here's Harris. What did you want to say? You'll be my final two. Oh, God. All right, I'm going to work. <laughs> Maya, you would be my final two. I feel like you and I would do really well at doing what Sari and Jared are doing. What? <laughs> in case you're confused, Harris works from home. He's in his office now. What I was saying, Maya, is you and I would do, I feel like what Jared and Sari are doing really well, we'd be able to infiltrate both sides and then be able to talk to each other and be loyal to each other. So I love you. I feel like you, me, Eric, and unfortunately Harris would do a good job <laughs> together. <laughs> Eric, I think you and Harris, your final two would basically consist of the two of you sitting on the couch drinking beers and watching the house burn. Um, yep. So yeah, that's it. <laughs>